Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. It's Canteen Carlin on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80, your smart speaker. However you found us, we're glad you did. Amber Wilson down in uh, in Florida. I'm Randy Scott here in Bristol. Neither one of us Canteen, neither one of us Carlin. We're going to try to keep this thing uh, between the navigational beacons here for the next few hours. So much football to get to. Always welcome to join in the conversation. At ESPN Radio is the handle on Twitter. We're going to get the uh, the weekend poll question out here shortly. Uh at Randy Scott ESPN for me, Amber, I, f- I follow you on Twitter. This is our first time working together. You want to put out the, the Twitter handle? Go at, ahead. At, at Amber W Sports. I'm excited to finally be working with you. I'm excited also that you didn't confuse me with Canty or Carlin because obviously an yes. easy thing to do. And you mentioned oh. that neither of us are them. That's so I why, appreciate that. Yeah, that's why the Zoom is big. You know, being able to see <laughs> each other as uh, we're gonna have we're gonna have football guests throughout the afternoon. Actual. Uh, American football, preseason football. We'll actually talk La Liga here in about, uh, say, forty minutes. Here, La Liga has been an it like a a soap opera here for for it's it. Picture the Dallas Cowboys having money issues and not sure on the eve of the season opener whether or not Dat Prescott will play because they're not sure if they can pay him. That's sort of what's going on with Barcelona in La Liga. So we'll get to that as well as La Liga kicks off today, starts its season. But we have football much closer here stateside. Amber and. Uh, the story that just, and this is actually the first time you and I were able to work together, however briefly, tangentially, was the day that the Houston Texans settled oh, a couple dozen of the civil lawsuits stemming from the situation with Deshaun Watson when he was a member of the Texans. That's how you and I crossed paths for the first time, and obviously now that story becomes a Browns problem, and obviously now today, looking at a Friday at the end of the first full week following the uh, the appeal from the NFL being handed over to Peter C. Harvey and thinking we were going to get some semblance of a, rev- a re- resolution on that, there very much is against a ticking clock with Deshaun Watson set to play tonight. The Browns have made it clear if we have him available, he's playing. The NFL has made it clear we want him out for the full season, and we're just waiting for this resolution to come down because if it does, he does not play tonight. He does not play if he's suspended for an entire season or if he's suspended indefinitely. If the appeal ruling is something less than an entire season, then all systems go, even if it's a significantly increased suspension than the one that we saw issued by Sue L. Robinson. So it all comes down to what Peter C. Harvey determines in hearing this appeal, and we don't know when that decision is going to come. We had heard reports that the Browns were expecting it by the end of this week. I thought it was interesting that they knew it was a possibility anyways that he could be not available in preseason game one, and yet they were moving forward with the plan to start him in preseason game one. I always thought that that was a little bit interesting. 
Randy, because we're talking about a player who could quite literally be yanked from the bus tonight, right? Or from warmups tonight. I mean, the Browns take on the Jaguars. It's a 7 p.m. Eastern kickoff tonight. Theoretically, this ruling could come down here over the next couple hours. Stay tuned here on Canteen Carlin. If it does, obviously, we'll have immediate reaction to that. But if it was to come down, you know, in the later towards the five o'clock hour or something, then it seems real prohibitive of your game plan rolling into a preseason game where you're expecting this guy to start. Now, Mary Kay Cabot of the Cleveland Plain Dealer had just tweeted out about three minutes ago that it's been very quiet on the front from Peter C. Harvey that as of now, it's all systems go tonight for the Browns with Deshaun Watson, that there haven't been any rumblings about the appeal decision coming down today. So we'll see what happens. This is supposed to be an expedited process under the CBA, Randy, but what does that even mean? You know, expedited, obviously a very vague term. There's no actual timeline here for (laughs) Peter C. Harvey to issue his decision. I always said that I thought originally by the end of next week, you know, a couple weeks to make his decision might be more realistic. Then we heard the rumblings about this week. Who knows? Maybe it'll come down in the next couple hours and that will dramatically affect what the Browns are doing tonight. Canteen Carlin is presented by Progressive Insurance. Again, 888-SAY-ESPN is the phone number, 888-729-3776. And you put the phone number out because the broad question here is, should Deshaun Watson play tonight? If we don't get the resolution for Peter C. Harvey, uh, if the expedited timeline, I forgot about that word because it has felt at times not expedited at all, but Amber bringing that up and, and doing so poignantly saying like, this is supposed to be sped up for the best interest, the better interest of all involved. I, let's, it's, it's not a popular thing to say, but when you look at it logically, Deshaun Watson should play tonight from a Browns perspective. The Browns have to get him up to speed on their offense. The Browns have to get him up to speed for whenever he is available during the regular season. He should play if he is allowed to do so from a Browns perspective. But there are 31 other fan bases, and there are probably casual fans across the country who look at the details of this case and say, how do you run him out there? How do you run him out there in Jacksonville? What sort of reaction will he get? How is he allowed to do this? Because not understanding the process, just looking at broad story points, broad things that find their way into social media, whatever it is, however uninformed they might be or ill-informed they might be, you look at it and you say, how is this possible? If you're the Browns, though, I get it. You have to see him in your system. You have to get him ready as you do Jacoby Brissett. But at the same time, Amber, from an NFL perspective, the optics of him out there tonight seem implausibly bad. Implausibly bad. Yeah, the optics tonight, obviously, if he's out there, but the optics, Randy, whenever he's out there, are going to be bad, right? So from a football component, not to minimize any of the allegations against Deshaun Watson, we're all well aware of the situation off the field, but from a football perspective, which the Browns obviously are focused on tonight as they take on the Jaguars in their first preseason game, then they are going to have to get their future quarterback here whenever he eventually does play assimilated to this offense. Now, if this suspension's increased, Randy, like, is it that helpful to have him start game one of the preseason? And then you're talking about a guy who's suspended for, you know, 13 games of the regular season and then comes back or an entire season. I mean, it wouldn't, it probably wouldn't be that beneficial if there's a really long gap here, if this decision from the appeal is in 
an incredibly heightened suspension. Obviously, mm-hmm. if we're talking a full year, then that, that's a totally different conversation. But even if we're talking just an increase, you know, like he and Peter C. Harvey, he says 10 games instead of six games. Now, does it matter so much? Or are you shooting yourself in the foot by not bringing in Jacoby Brissett in order to get more assimilated to that system? Because now you're going to be even more reliant potentially on Brissett for even longer. So I honestly thought for a variety of reasons, it was a little bit of a curious decision. I understand that this is a player in Deshaun Watson. We haven't seen play football in well over a year. And so the typically the thought process would be, well, you've got to see him play football and you've got to see him play football in this system. But at the same time, he's not going to be the guy starting the season for you. He's certainly not going to be the guy playing the first six games of the season for you. And it may be even longer than that. And by the way, the guy who's tasked with that responsibility right now, I mean, there's a lot of question marks when it comes to Brissett, right? Like, it hasn't looked that pretty, and it's been a long time since he was a starter as well. So yeah. it's not like Jacoby Brissett doesn't also need to get assimilated to this Browns offense, because he does. I don't even know that there are question marks about Jacoby Brissett anymore. I think we know what he is. I think we know he's a stopgap. I think we know he can play 500 football in a small sample size. And if you're the Browns, you're hoping the sample size stays closer to the six games. If you're the NFL, you're hoping that sample size is indefinite, as you said, or at least a season long. Want to get this in from Jeremy Fowler. He's our uh, senior NFL writer here at ESPN. This was on the Morning Sports Center. Selfishly, he and I having this conversation on ESPN this morning, but he shed some light onto the details of just how down to the wire this could be for Deshaun Watson playing or not playing tonight. In theory, Watson could get a ruling about how many games he can play this year, if at all, before he takes the field Friday night in preseason action. I talked to somebody involved in the case. They said there's always room for a potential settlement talks because the league has made proposals of a settlement in past weeks. So it's maybe a certain amount of games and a fine, but that would have to pick up right now. Right? You know, Everybody's really waiting on Peter C. Harvey, the appeal arbitrator, to make his ruling here. And, and meanwhile, the Browns like what they see from Watson on the practice field. They want to see him in game action. So regardless, he will take the field against Jacksonville. All right, he'll take the field if he is available. Deshaun Watson, not the only quarterback on the field in preseason action tonight. We're going to tell you what we're looking at, who we're looking at, after Amber has this from Vivid Seats. The 2022 baseball season is in full swing, and you can be there to catch all the action live with Vivid Seats. Get out to the ballpark and experience every home run, every web gem, and every walk-off. And with your Vivid Seats rewards, you'll start earning free tickets from your very first purchase. Buy 10 tickets, get the 11th one free. That's like getting 10% back on every ticket. From the box seats to the bleachers, Vivid Seats has you covered with tickets at great prices all summer long. Just visit them, vividseats.com, or download the app today. Vivid Seats, life happens live. All right, Weekend Preview is brought to you by GEICO. Switch to GEICO today and see all the ways you could save. Outside of Deshaun Watson, which QB are you most looking forward to seeing in tonight's preseason action? This is what we're asking at ESPN Radio on Twitter. But Amber and I are going to run through these, and we're going to tell you what we're watching in each one. Amber, let's start on the other sideline from Deshaun Watson tonight in Jacksonville. And Trevor Lawrence, what are you looking for there? I'm looking for everything from Trevor Lawrence because he had a terrible rookie season. He gets a big pass, Randy, because of everything that happened with the Jacksonville Jaguars last season, namely, of course, with Urban Meyer, but also with a lack of weapons and protection around Trevor Lawrence. Now, 
they only gave up 32 sacks last season. That was the ninth lowest in the league. But Trevor Lawrence was pressured on most plays. So it was really ugly from Trevor Lawrence. He threw 17 interceptions, only 12 touchdown passes last season. The numbers aren't good, but he did not have much time in the pocket. The Jacksonville Jaguars were big money spenders this offseason, Randy. That doesn't always translate to actual wins on the field, but they did try to upgrade this team. And I think most notably bringing in Doug Peterson, you feel like he's the right coach to get the most out of his quarterback. Obviously we've seen it before with Carson, even Carson Wentz, 2016 Carson Wentz year. So I do think that Trevor Lawrence has to finally show us something. The Jacksonville Jaguars have done what they can to try to put him in a much better position to succeed. He's not going to have the built-in excuse. I don't think anyways of the coach coaching staff and the coaching issues this season he's got to show us that he's that guy that everybody told us was a can't miss number one pick out of Clemson you know what I'm prepared for is the Travis Etienne experience I think he's going to make a massive difference I'm in about six right now as it stands six fantasy football leagues I'm going to get as many shares of Travis Etienne as possible I think he's going to be an Alvin Kamara type in that offense and I think it's going to lead to the Urban Meyer apologist being like hey if Urban had Etienne who knows maybe he'd still have the job and just run it down the line are there Urban Meyer apologists still I don't know have you been to Columbus Ohio uh let's go to the Jets Zach Wilson tonight I'm going to take this one I'm going to answer my own question what I'm looking for is a utilization a comfort within the system with the new weapons because it is such a waste of a talented receiver core. You go Denzel Mims, Elijah Moore, Garrett Wilson, out of the aforementioned Ohio State to say nothing of Brees Hall in the backfield. If Zach Wilson doesn't show measurable improvement this season, it is a waste of young talent. It's amazing how a lead domino, if that falls, could have a negative impact on the careers of talented young offensive weapons. The weapons are there. I believe in Robert Sala as the leader. I know he's not an offensive mastermind, but I believe in him as the leader of this franchise. What you want to see from Zach Wilson is less deer in the headlight, okay? You want to see a little bit more comfort, a lot more, a lot more fundamentally sound football as it pertains to just taking what the defense gives you. You want boring but successful football if you're a Jets fan tonight. That's what you want. From the one or two series that you're going to get from Zach Wilson, that's what I'm looking for, Amber. All right, other sideline, Eagles. lot riding on this man. What do you want to see from Jalen Hurts? Passing is what I want to see from Jalen Hurts, and I don't say that lightly, but that's where the question marks is when it comes to Jalen Hurts' game, right, Randy? I mean, he finished seventh in the league in rushing first down, sixth in rushing touchdowns last season, but he's got to improve as a passer. He was only 22nd in passer rating, 26th in completion percentage. He threw only 16 touchdown passes. They've got a viable backup now for him in Gardner Minshew. I think that this is Jalen Hurts' last prove-it year. Last year we said it was Jalen Hurts' prove-it year, but this season I think we mean it for real. It is Jalen Hurts' <laughs> prove-it real or prove-it year for realsies, and I think that he's got to go out and do just that. It's not going to be an easy task for Jalen, but I think that if he can show he can do it with his arm in addition to his feet, then it will go a long way in showing us that he can take that next step as a, as a quarterback. All right, uh, I'm going to look at now at, at Trey Lance. And tonight you got the Niners taking on the Packers. It's a it's a playoff rematch, fine, but that was not a playoff game that Trey Lance won. That was a playoff game that Jimmy Garoppolo won. This is now starting preseason, breaking camp, moving however forward, Trey Lance's team. This stat jumped out to me. If the Niners play into the postseason, if they play two games in the playoffs, and Trey Lance starts every single game. Obviously, you'd take that as a Niners fan. That'd be a successful season. If he does that, though, he will match his college 
start total at North Dakota State. This is not just a small sample size in the NFL for Trey Lance. It's a small sample size, period. He played 19 games at North Dakota State. He started 19 times at North Dakota State. That goes all the way back to high school. What you want to see from him is a command of the offense. What you want to see from him is a command of the offensive weaponry. And you want to see him pass first and run second. We know the multi-facet talent of what he brings to an offense, the things that Kyle Shanahan wants to bring out of him. But Kyle Shanahan's offense from the quarterback position is a chunk play offense. They are the, the system is designed for you to take those chances, and you want to see that confidence from Lance. Whether we're going to see it in one preseason game against the Packers, I don't know, but you want to see that if you're a Niners fan because you've made it clear as a franchise, you've put your foot in the ground and said we're moving on from the guy who took us to the Super Bowl a couple seasons ago, and we're turning the keys over to someone who has two NFL starts and 17 total in college. 318 total passes at North Dakota State. That's yeah. how many he threw. He's thrown 71 passes last season for the San Francisco 49ers. 71 passes. He only threw 318 at North Dakota State. He went one and one as a starter with the 49ers so far in the NFL. I have no idea if Trey Lance is any good, Randy. I have no. zero idea if Trey Lance is any good. And frankly, I wouldn't sit up here and pretend that I watched North Dakota State football anyways because I obviously did not. However... The idea was that he, coming out of college, had all the variables to be great. Not that he was there yet. He needed some time to develop. Well, he's had that time now because Jimmy Garoppolo was sitting in front of him. They're ready to turn over the keys to the kingdom to him now. Now is his time. Now he's got to go out and prove something that, frankly, he really hasn't had to prove at any level of his career, which is that he is fully the guy, fully ready to take that next step and fully ready to be a starting quarterback for 17 games a season plus in the postseason year after year after year after year. And I just have no idea if he's that guy, but I know that he is in the best position out of all these quarterbacks to be that guy because of the how good that San Francisco 49ers team is around him. I got a Spice Girls vibe. Now I'm going to explain this. I got a Spice Girls vibe from reading this one quote from Debo Samuel as it pertained to Trey Lance when he talked about coming together as one. Okay, because that's sort of a deep track on the Spice Girls discography, mm-hmm. right? When, when two become one. Don't look at the meaning of it. Let's just move past the meaning of it. But what Debo <laughs> was talking about was getting on the same page because Debo's, Debo got his bag, right? He is staying put. His NFL future is tied to the 49ers, and it's tied to Trey Lance when the franchise makes that decision. I wonder, though, <laughs> I wonder, though, if turning the keys over to someone with this small sample size who had a 33.4 QBR last season, you know, who averaged 100, I mean, on average, he played six games, averaged 100 yards passing per game. I wonder if you're looking at that as Debo Samuel, and you're like, thank God I got my money. Right? Thank well, God it's one I reason got, you wanted it, right? Yeah, I got paid when I did because my numbers were about to hit a decline here. So, looking now at the Jimmy G side of this conversation, you look around the league at maybe some unstable quarterback position battles, maybe some situations where you choose between the lesser of two evils and maybe not someone differentiating themselves in a positive way. The market for Jimmy Garoppolo becomes what, Amber? The market for Jimmy Garoppolo, it beca- I think, becomes hot once we get 
again towards cut day, the final cut day for the NFL, because that's what the teams are doing right now. They're all playing chicken with the San Francisco 49ers, and maybe whatever happens here with Deshaun Watson on appeal also changes this conversation a bit, because Mary Kay Cabot is reporting that if the appeal decision is a very long suspension for Deshaun Watson, maybe the Cleveland Browns would be up for revisiting the conversation of maybe trading for Jimmy Garoppolo. But short of that happening, Randy, I think really what has been so quiet on the front of the trade market for Garoppolo is that $26 million that he's owed this season if he goes to any other team. And I think that these other teams are looking at the situation. Not only is it is it obviously late here in the calendar year mm-hmm. where they're most, most teams are in a position where they've got their quarterback room short up. But even if they don't fully, they're looking at the San Francisco 49ers like, y'all are going to have to cut him. And then we're not going to have to trade anything away from him because they're yep. not going to start the seat. The second he's there on week one on their roster, the San Francisco 49ers are on the hook for $27 million for him. They're not going to keep him. They're going to cut him if they have to. And I think right now that's what NFL teams are counting on. It's not going to be a clean break. It, it never is, but financially so, it's certainly not going to be a clean break. The number's 888-SAY-ESPN. That's 888-729-3776. Which QB are you most looking forward to seeing tonight? In tonight's slate of games, which quarterback are you most looking forward to seeing? We're going to bring in a former NFL quarterback into this QB conversation and find out why a rookie QB was pulled in the middle of a series last night on a debut night that had social media going crazy. That's next on Canty and Carlin with Randy Scott and Amber Wilson on ESPN Radio and ESPN+. Plus. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C. Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be.
Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio, ESPN Plus, Sirius XM Channel 80, your smart speakers, presented by Progressive Insurance. She's Amber Wilson down in Florida. I'm Randy Scott uh, here in Bristol. Bristol actually winning the weather battle for once. It's beautiful outside. Uh, motion to have class outside. Professor Evan Wilner said no, a.k.a. Fun Police. Phone number 888-STATE-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Which quarterback are you most looking forward to seeing tonight? Joining us on that call in line is a quarterback I look forward to seeing a few years ago in his preseason action. Some might say the highlight of his NFL career. Tim Hasselbeck with us on Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. Hi, Tim. How's Nashville? How's everything? Hey, that, that's no. I'm I'm in Bristol, Randy. Come on now. Oh, like, you are. Uh, I mean, it, it's preseason. It's time to get going, man. Like it. Like enough of the off season. Mm-hmm. Um, and I appreciate it. I know you were a big uh, preseason watcher back in my day, so Giants. thanks for the shout. Giants football, Washington football at the time. Uh, let's talk, you talk about getting up to speed. Let's do that with Jimmy Garoppolo. If the Browns trade for him, and there is discussion there that, A, there's cap space, B, there could be a need if the Deshaun Watson suspension is a lot longer than it currently stands at six games. How quickly could Jimmy G get up to speed within that system? I think in that system, it would be relatively quick, especially once you got into game planning each and every week. Um, the thing I would say, though, is, and I know that a lot of people have connected, you know, the dots there. Like, I mean, what is the admission of getting it wrong if you're Cleveland, if you sign Jimmy Garoppolo? I mean, you'd be signing Jimmy Garoppolo after, you know, awarding Deshaun Watson with the largest, you know, quarterback, uh, you know, the largest contract in NFL history in terms of guaranteed money by a wide margin. And then all of a sudden you've got to go then sign another quarterback in free agency and pay him starter money. Like I actually don't think cap space or not. I don't think that's something that Cleveland can do because it's just such an admission of getting it wrong. So early in the Deshaun Watson situation. There is another quarterback who's actually already getting up to speed in a new system in rookie quarterback Malik Willis for the Tennessee Titans. We got to see some Malik Willis action. Twitter loved him, Tim. Uh, The coaching staff, though, pulled him uh, during the middle of a drive. What did you see from Malik Willis last night? Yeah, I I think I saw both ends of it. So I saw the things that we, anyone watching would be excited to see. I mean, the touchdown run he has, is something that's totally outside of the design of the play. And then he makes a really great throw on a, uh, you know, a corner route that isn't the design design of the play. And then has a nice play on a, on a bootleg. And so look at his athleticism and ability was obvious. You know, at times he looked like a guy that was overwhelmed and confused, which led to him holding the football. And so, you know, I think Vrabel, whether, you know, I, I probably wouldn't have described it the way that, that he did afterwards saying that, you know, he pulled him um, because he wasn't throwing the football. Um, you know, that was relatively harsh, uh, especially when you could have, you know, put Logan Woodside in without anyone knowing that you were pulling the quarterback and, and that, that you just were going to play more than one guy. So I was surprised by that, but I uh, could definitely see both ends of it. I, let's let's get Coach Rabel. It's short as Coach Rabel can be. A lot of times, here's why he says he pulled Malik Willis in the middle of the series. I wanted Malik to throw the ball 
and he and he wasn't. So I put Logan in. <laughs> all right, so that's. <laughs> I mean, but, you know, all right, you you hear, yeah, you hear that, Tim, and 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 you think what? Well, I mean, it, it was obvious at times that Malik was looking one spot, wasn't there. He was kind of like, all right, I'm going to speed things up and take off and run. And I think that, you know, Vrabel probably long-term is, you know, doing the best thing for him in that, you know, he's kind of saying to him, look, like we're not like just dropping back and playing backyard football. Like we we're coaching you a certain way to see things a certain way. We want you to develop as a passer. And look, I'm going to put Logan Woodside in if you don't do that. I was just surprised that Vrabel said that publicly. It wouldn't surprise me if, to, to say it to, to Malik mm-hmm. personally, um, but then to make that comment publicly, you know, I think obviously, you know, just it starts to, um, it's just obvious for everyone now. All right, Tim Hasselbeck with us on Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio and ESPN Plus, Amber Wilson, Randy Scott. In for the guys. Uh, speaking of short coaching sound bites, here's Bill Belichick on uh, how his offense looked like. Do you know if either Matt Patricia or Joe Judge will be calling plays when the season starts, Coach? Do you know if one will call plays when the regular season arrives? Yeah, well, don't worry about that. We'll, we'll work it out. So have you decided? We, we're going through a process, just like everything else on this team. Trust the process, Tim. What concerns do you have after what you saw last night with two people calling offensive plays for the Pats? Well, Bill said, don't worry about it. So I guess we don't need to worry about it, right? I I just, um, look, I thought the offense looked fine last night. Um, Yeah, yeah, Mac Jones didn't play. uh, It was a preseason game. And, you know, I I think we all need to be careful not to be fooled by it. But, look, I I don't think it's unfair to, to have questions about if this will work or not. Josh McDaniels is an excellent play caller. They are replacing him with one of two guys that has never called plays in the National Football League before last night's preseason game. Um, And in Matt Patricia's case, has very little experience even coaching on offense. And so you're doing that for a second-year quarterback. I just, through my experiences in the NFL, it is – I found it important for the guy who is the starting quarterback, for him to play well – to see the game in a similar way to the guy who's calling plays. So when somebody calls a play, they, you know, kind of have an expectation of what that play caller is looking for. I just don't know how you do that if you have more than one guy calling plays. And so, look, I think many people are giving the benefit of the doubt to New England. That's probably been earned, um, but it doesn't mean that it'll work out. All right, Tim, you have faith. You have faith in Bill Belichick as he says – why worry? We got plenty of time to figure it out. Tim, we appreciate it, man. Uh, I'll see you go around Bristol. I just, I just assumed if you were out on campus, you'd say hi. But that's fine. I'll, I'll reach out. I'll reach out. Well, I mean, I would, but you, you, you weren't allowed to go outside. It's too Pre- nice to be inside. Appreciate you. Thanks, Tim. Appreciate it. Imagine, meanwhile, if the NFL season started tomorrow and you were not sure if Dak Prescott could play for the Cowboys because his contract wasn't registered. That's happening in foreign soccer, one of the highest levels with one of the most world-renowned teams, we'll explain. Amber Wilson, Randy Scott, Canteen Carlin, ESPN Radio. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. 
Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle, a run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Carlin, ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, ESPN Plus, Sirius XM Channel 80. Uh, Amber Wilson in Sarasota, Florida. Randy Scott here in Bristol. Uh, Amber, not a huge – I was actually on a flight back from Florida last night, and I was able to watch some of the uh, the Field of Dreams game, which I'm, you know, I'm a sucker for it. I played baseball growing up, whatever. Love the movies. Love that movie in particular. And it still registers with me, and I'm cruising along. It's probably the long – I was a cap, I was literally a captive audience. I'm on a flight watching this thing. And then in the seventh inning, I was unaware that it was happening – but I don't know that it would have been any less jarring to see the hologram of Harry Carey, because it was the Cubs and Reds playing in the game, the hologram of Harry Carey doing the seventh inning stretch. Harry Carey died in 1998. Mm-hmm. He died in a, in a very, like, enough time has passed. Like, he died in a way that was befitting of his sort of, like, nightlife lifestyle. Like, you know, the life of the party lifestyle that he had. He was at a, at a, at a nightclub with his wife, uh, Dutchie, and... Braced him. He, the fans recognized him. Gave him a standing ovation at the club. He leaned on a table, and the table gave way, and he fell, and he died from complications from the fall. Uh, to see Harry Carey back for the first time since 1998 in that jarring of a way, it was nightmare fuel. Amber, it was that's what, alarming. That's what people were saying, and I know our producer Evan is in that camp with you as well. Like, I'm not going to sit here and pretend that I saw the game live because I didn't. Field Dreams, <laughs> an amazing movie. I'm not the biggest of baseball fans. I'm transparent about that on air, so I was not watching the game last night, and then I started seeing all of this reaction to the Harry Carey hologram on Twitter. I thought it was cool when I went back and watched videos of it, and so maybe for me, because I already knew it was coming when I was consuming it on social media and consuming 
consuming it in bits and pieces, it was a different reaction than you had. Mm -hmm. I guess I also feel like, first of all, the technology is so unbelievable. Like, that's what I think is so cool about it. Also, you mentioned Harry Carey is somebody who passed away a long time ago and somebody so iconic that take me out to the ball game or, uh, you know, ball game before that seventh inning stretch. I mean, it was so unbelievably famous at the time. So I don't feel like it was the same level of... uh, creepy should I say that like no, it might have been if somebody just passed away and then we're bringing them back in this like this is somebody who's been gone for a very long time now we're utilizing technology to put them back in that space where we remember them so iconically I thought it was so cool I also thought it was cool when they did it for Tupac though and had a concert yeah well I don't know why I was cooler with the Tupac one than I was with with the Harry Carey one I really don't know I think maybe because the Tupac one was a little bit a lot bit more realistic than Harry Carey looked. I don't know. All right, more Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio right now. Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio in the ESPN app and SiriusXM Channel 80 and your smart speaker, however you found us. Uh, we're glad you did on this Friday. Uh, Randy Scott here in Bristol, Amber Wilson down in South Florida. Uh, the La Liga season is underway on ESPN Plus right now as uh, Seville is taking on Osasuna. And tomorrow, Robert Lewandowski making his La Liga debut for Barca. And the reigning league champs, Real Madrid, start their title defense on Sunday. There's a lot to get to. And to help us preview it is someone who's far more dialed in. ESPN soccer analyst Alexis Nunez joining us from Barcelona. We'll get to the, the just Barca's its own segment, Alexis. It feels like it's, it's its own telenovela. Let's start at the top of the table, though. How likely is it that Real repeats and wins this league? Uh, you know what, Randy? It's honestly very likely. If it's one thing about Real Madrid is that they know how to win and they know how to win at all costs. And, I mean, all they have to do is, you know, pick up where they left off last season. Um, I think last season, though, even though I spoke to a lot of the players during the season and they said that they knew that they weren't playing um, at their best football. And this is the fact that, you know, still they managed to win La Liga and then they managed to take out Manchester City and Liverpool in the Champions League on their way to that title. So and now they've they've helped their squad. They brought in the signings of Antonio Rudica from Chelsea um, in the Premier League. And that is probably the only piece that they would have needed. Some would say maybe they need another number nine. But when you have the likes of Karim Benzema, who, you know, is past 30 years old, but playing like he's just 21 years old and Vinny Jr. having a perfect chemistry with him, I think it is very likely that they could repeat. I don't think anyone would really bet against them. But it is a very exciting time for Barcelona, so I think that we do have quite a title race on our hands. Yeah, let's talk about that title race because you know that Real Madrid has a shot here. But who are the other teams then that can challenge them for the league title? Well, the main team definitely will be Barcelona. And, you know, for a long time in La Liga, it has been Real Madrid or Barcelona. Of course, we saw before this last season, Atletico de Madrid finally were able to stop being always the bridesmaids and the little sister to Real Madrid, and they won the title. But um, I think last season they, they encountered a lot of problems under Diego Simeone, who is an absolute legend of a manager there, but they almost lost their identity, so to speak. They are a very defensive playing club. It's not the pretty football that you want to see or the champagne football that Barcelona play. They're very you know, defensive and gritty, but they almost try to play the pretty football, and it almost works against them. So I think they have some identity issues they need to sort out, but um, the fact that Real Betis and Sevilla kind of self-destructed around them is what helped them actually finish inside the top four. But right now, for anyone that can truly challenge Real Madrid, I'm going to definitely say it's their familiar rivals in Barcelona. We're talking with Alexis Nunez, our ESPN soccer analyst here on Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. Uh, Amber Wilson, Randy Scott in for the guys. Uh, There are two ways to come at Robert Lewandowski, and I kind of want to focus on the football side 
for a second. His reputation precedes him, obviously dominating Bundesliga for years. What makes him the guy on the pitch here between the lines to get Barca back on track? Then we'll get into the financial stuff. <laughs> yeah, because that's where the true um, drama lies. But, you know, Robert Lewandowski, is, is he is who he is. I mean, that's the name that I think anybody on any team in anywhere in the world would happily want him. Um, I, I don't know if people remember if they watched the Bundesliga when he was at Bayern Munich. Um, I think it was Thomas Muller who made a joke in a press conference that they call him Robert Lewandowski because when you're talking Lewandowski, you're talking goals. That man will make a goal almost out of nothing. He's an absolute predator um, when it comes to scoring goals. And that's something that Barcelona have needed. You know, Barcelona through the years, especially under Pep Guardiola, they made us fall in love with that tiki-taka style of football, a million passes that eventually led to a goal. And a lot of the times, they had people like Lionel Messi at the end of those goals. And without Messi, they didn't necessarily have that anymore. And they were making a lot of chances and just not really getting those goals. Uh, They had Sergio Aguero, but then unfortunately, he retired early because of his heart condition. And they've really missed somebody that can be a surefire goal and now you bring in Lewandowski who can guarantee at least 25 maybe 30 or even more goals a season that is something that will absolutely ignite that side that has such an attacking style of football and something that will definitely give Real Madrid and Karim Benzema who has been scoring goals for fun a little more competition. All right, Alexis, it's time. Now we have to get into some of these financial issues with Barca. I mean, how likely is it that we're even going to get to see Levin Golski, as you called him, or the rest of the Barca newcomers? Well, that's the thing. I mean, they've got the five new signings, but they also renewed the contract of Usman Dembele. And they're, at this, as it stands right now, and as I'm looking at the time, it's 8, 10 p.m. in Spain right now, and they have yet to register any of those players. They've today just sold about 25% of another one of their shares for Barcelona TV just in an effort to to try and sign these players. They have until the deadline of 6 p.m. tomorrow. That's two hours before their first match um, against Rayo Vallecano at the camp now. But look, we went to Xavi's press conference today, Xavi, the Barcelona manager, and that was number one, the question he was asked. And he basically said, look, we're working in that. We're very positive. He says, I feel like tomorrow we will come out on top. But he also hinted and says maybe we won't be able to register all of them 100%, but we are very optimistic. And let's be honest, if it's one person that they're going to try and register, it's definitely going to be Robert Lewandowski. The one that we're hearing now that may not be able to be registered is Jules Koundé. That also is a massively good signing, but he is he's... Viewed as a one for the future. He came from Sevilla. Chelsea have been after him, but eventually Barcelona were able to pip him some way, somehow. But it truly is a very complicated situation. They're basically mortgaging out their future and almost like selling their souls, according to the fans, just to get these players. It's as if I borrowed $20 from you guys and said, well, I don't have any money. I can't pay you back. But then you see me come back with a bunch of Louis Vuitton bags and a Maserati. (laughs) And that Maserati is Robert Lewandowski. And you're wondering, hang on, how did you manage to do this? And I say, well, I've kind of made a deal with the devil. That's what people are likening it to. So 6 p.m. tomorrow is the deadline. But if it's one person that we're expecting them to throw the kitchen sink at to be able to register, it's definitely going to be Robert Lewandowski. But as Xavi said, maybe it won't be 100%. And from the moment we're hearing now, it might be Jules Koundé that doesn't make the cut. All right. Well, we will get an answer. I, this is It really, really is remarkable. The season opener, 
for La Liga already <laughs> underway. For Barca, it's tomorrow, 3 p.m. Eastern time against Rayo Vallecano. And we'll see who's in the lineup. We'll see who's been registered. We'll see if another last-minute financial deal can be done. That's Alexis Nunez. We appreciate it, Alexis. She's our ESPN soccer analyst just breaking, and our ESPN football financier and just breaking down all of it for us. Alexis, thank you. Thank you guys so much. From football to preseason NFL football, Canton Carlin continues presented. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.